Welcome back or welcome to the Next Level Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and we're brought to you by Apex Performance, the only security and leadership training foundation focused on the security industry. And I'm super excited today to have a friend, longtime colleague, and just awesome human being, Bert Hart, with us here today. So Bert is the founder mm -hmm. of We The Dreamer, and uh, they focus on creativity and um, all types of awesome, you know, content for security technology and security and the security space. But Bert, tell us a little bit about your background and about yourself and how you ended up. I think our listeners are always interested in the, the, the genesis story of how people end up in the security industry. It's usually not a straight line that gets us here. And, and typically there's, you know, virtuous, um, interactions and and um, opportunities that that led us to where we are and 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 maybe more importantly caused us to stay in it. So um, love to hear about your background and and how you ended up where you are. Absolutely. First and foremost, John, I am excited to be on your show. I remember like first meeting you and talking with you and like seeing how you can talk and lay in on the subjects that you are like well versed in. And I was like, man, that dude can he could be a voice. He could do his own podcast. So I'm so happy to see that, um, that you're you're doing it. You've made this thing your own and you're pushing it out into the industry because I think a voice like you needs to be heard. Okay, so a little bit about me. My name is Bert. I go by Bert. <laughs> um, I've been in the security industry since 2014. Um, so quite some time. I, I came in as a creative and I am still that. Um, just to give you a little bit more background about me and where I started, um, you know, I like to take long walks on the beach, uh, <laughs> um, high school dropout here. Um, I like to, I like to drop that in because a lot of people, you know, like, oh, really? Wow. What's your story? Um, but yeah, high school dropout, um, ended up going to college for graphic design. Um, originally, I was going for art, but then I was told for one of my like one of my older brothers that uh, I would be poor if I, you know, went in for drawing. So I decided to stick with computers and it has served me well in the creative space. Um, so, man, I'm trying to bring it all up. So from there, from college, you know, I just always been in a, like like a multi position deal where I was working with. Um, smaller organizations doing their creative. Um, at the same time, you know, I was running a wheatgrass business in Starksville, Mississippi, along with working at a working at a juice company, all while being a uh, webmaster at Mississippi State University. You know, I was just like, I, I finally got the the supposedly dream job that I wanted. You know, because I was like, my my expectations for working is getting a good, a nicely paid job where I have my own office and everything. But because I'm a social person, when I finally got this huge office and, you know, all the computer screens and stuff like that, I realized that I've like kind of boxed myself in. So I started doing everything else outside of my working hours to like really fulfill my like creative pursuits on, and that's like business and just really you know, health and creativeness all around. So from there, I ended up moving to uh, Maryland. Um, I think this is probably where I'm going to die. I love it here. 
um, and moved up here in 2014. Um, didn't have anything lined up. I just believed in myself. I knew what I did was good. You can look at it. Fantastic. So when I did that, I moved up here um, and maybe two or three weeks later, I landed a job with Brevo. Um, at the time, I came in um, with shortly after Hillary and Leo Des was my boss then, and I worked with, you know, Steve Antill. I think Steve Antill, yeah, Steve Antill still is the, you know, the the captain of that ship. Um, and it was just kind of like happenstance. It was just a company, you know, I interviewed with them. I danced in my interview because I'm just like, yo, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, that's okay. I can find someone else because I was just confident in like what I can do and like the stuff that I'm good with. I am not a words man per se, but I can make graphics all day long. So from there, I knew that I was in love with the industry only because it was very little, very little in that space happening, you know, back in 2014 on the creative end of things. So they brought me in as their like sole designer. So I was doing a lot for them at the time, creating and like trying a lot of new things. And I remember working at Brevo and I knew I was like, man, I love this place. I was probably six months in, you know, I was like, hey, this is great. Best team, one of my best teams I've ever had. And, you know, one day I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna go work outside of my hammock because I need to get my creative juices going. And I remember looking at looking up at the window and seeing Steve Van Til like, who is that? What, what is Bert doing? <laughs> and, 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 and Lee told me, Leo just told me, he said, hey, you just got to let Bert be Bert. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> because sometimes as a creative, you know, it's not always behind a desk. And sometimes we need to step out of a position to like, you know, see something else or just, just, just to be able to think in or hear when you're creating new things and turning over new designs for the things that people envision where I like to think of myself as like as like the I don't know I don't know like the the strength behind creating someone's ideal because a lot of times people have in their minds what they want but they can't put it down on paper and my job is to like take what they want and make it into like reality you know in a digital sense or sometimes in a physical space since I do do prints um, so I, I worked there for a while, you know, and over the course of the time while I was there, I started to ask myself, like, hey, you know, I'm doing a good bit for the company as a sole designer, as people who know you have to wear multiple hats. So it was a lot of different things, you know, not just graphic design. It was a lot of animations, photography, video stuff. And I was just like, and then Brevo got into cahoots with Eagle Eye. Um, so then, you know, we're kind of kind of picked up a little bit more and I was still asking myself like hey you know I'm working with this industry and just this industry you know I, I need to be able to see like can I do this myself and can I like work with multiple industries that way I can have different ideals you know for one particular I did one one particular industry in terms of like all right well you all do it this way but this industry over here is doing it fantastic and it looks this way. So maybe we can like compare, but make it our own, you know, because if they're doing it right, then there's things about what they're doing um, that we can do too, to like, to move towards success. So after, after 
after thinking about it for a long time and just like, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm going to go for it. You know, I had literally had zero dollars saved up. <laughs> oh, geez. It was a joke because I just like, you know, I got to do this for myself. Is it either me or, or something else? So I, I left and like the following next two months, I was like super broke. And, but I always kept the same thing in my mind. It's like, as long as you're moving forward, as long as you're doing something towards what you want, it'll work out. And those two months was hard. And, but, you know, you know, we survived my, my partner and I, we survived. It was, you know, it was a tough time for us, but then after two months of like grinding and doing the free stuff and being on Craigslist, looking for small jobs and, Facebook things. I was just like, hey, if I'm not doing anything, just let me do it for you because this is just what I love to do. You know, a lot of times people have great ideas and great companies, but they don't have a budget to like create like great work to really make them rise at whatever they're doing in the industry and to be more legitimate. So then there are a lot of projects that I just kind of took on because I just wanted to like do my part. One, to continue to be creative and two, to just like keep the wheels moving, keep the wheels moving, even if it was like, I don't know, $25 logos. And dude, I know I'm getting burnt on this, but I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. And then after this, landing job after job after job where I had more work than I could handle and just like learning how to navigate it in a sense of like, you know, always being like that sole designer in these different roles that I've played a part in. You know, it kind of gave me like the push and pull of dealing with like high stress levels, you know, because design for designers, our work do not stop at five o'clock. We are literally up a lot of nights, 12, one o'clock in the morning to crank out ideas that people drop in on our laps that day or the next day. It's like, hey, can you get this by Friday? That shouldn't be anything hard. And for us, it was just like, all right, (laughs) let's go. And for me, it was like, all right, this is a challenge. I'm going to take this challenge on and I'm going to see how well that I can do to produce good product. And then over time, you know, you just kind of get the rhythm of like the pressure and being able to still spit out really good content and, you know, not reinventing and will anywhere, but just really moving forward. And I like to tell people about that story because that was like my like wake up call for like just about everything that I want to do, but I'm always a little bit nervous about because I had an ideal in my head what I wanted to do. And I literally had an ideal in my head about how much money I want to make. I even printed out this like little picture. There was this little picture that I printed out, put it above my desk. It said seventy eight thousand dollars, and I was like, "That's what I want to make. I don't know how I'm gonna make it." It's me. That was a lot of money. I was, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man from Mississippi. That was a lot yeah. of money for me. <laughs> I was like, if I could able to make that by myself, then I would be proud of it because yeah. that's what I want. This is this has always been for me like enough to survive, enough to just be happy. I never wanted any more than it. So. After the two months, the third month rolled through, the fourth month rolled through. And I was like, oh, man, oh, snap. I just rolled over six figures. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm living right now yeah. because like <laughs> being able to make that jump, being able to say, this is what I want to do. Like, and I want to, I want to be myself. I can't like be anything other than myself. And I just like went with it and working for myself now after that, after, because you know, working for yourself is just like an ocean waves. There are ups and there's downs. And oh my God, I always think about 
the there's a meme I really love memes good way of communicating visually um yeah. but there's this meme of this dog in his burning house yeah and I know exactly everyone finds it hilarious <laughs> and I'm like man it's genius to be able to be comfortable in that position when everything's burning down because you can panic and you can be afraid and you can be scared but it won't change anything about the circumstance it just makes you feel worse but that dog and that meat, man, that dog and that meat say, you know what? It's okay. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> so, Bert, I, I I know there's there's more there there's a next chapter to that story, but I there's so much gold in what you just laid out that I want to dig into and pull some things out from it. Um, one, let's start let's let's start at the end and go back. It's funny how you can you know it reminds me of those um those you know um. Uh, like ink blobs where you look at it and it's like, no, it's a gorilla wrestling with a bear. No, it's the Mona Lisa. No. Right. So everybody's perspective is different. Um, You look at a simple meme where most people look at that and say, this person is oblivious to the surroundings and see that as like a negative attribute. You look at it and say, he doesn't care what's going on around him. He's still going to drink, drink his tea and go about his business because the he doesn't control the fire. He's got to work through the fire. That's, <laughs> that's such an amazing thing to look at that same, same meme and, and see it in a different way. Um, you know, one of the things that, that you, that I love. So I, one of my favorite like Bert stories is the hammock story and, and be, and, 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 and to one, like kudos to like Brevo is probably one of the um, security companies that I admire the most. Um, I think Steve Antill, I, I don't know him. I haven't met him personally, but I know people who know him um, and oh, yeah, work for him and work with them. And, and you know, the guys have been doing cloud, like they always seem ahead of their time. And even embracing your, like you, if you went back and looked at the content, and things that that you know they've been putting out, they're always seem right. ahead of the curve. Um, you know, they've been doing cloud access control for over two decades when people still think right. it's like not something that you can do. It's like they've been doing it forever. Um, so t- for them to say, one, we're gonna take this chance on this guy. Again, we like, you know, if there's a theme in many of my recent podcasts, is I have these, you know, f- what I'll call friends of Leo Des. There's there's a group of us who know him well. And he and, and and I think this is probably where he got it from, where he talked about talent over tenure, right? If he would have went right. out and gotten, give me find someone who's been doing marketing and 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 visual um, creativity in the security industry for ten years, he would have gotten the same thing that's been right. done in the security for the last ten years. So he goes and finds a young creative in yourself who's never done anything, who's going to bring fresh ideas in, um, and then lets you do you. Um, because right, right. that's how, you know, I, I wrote down, get out from behind the desk and go get inspired. Um, right. right? <laughs> you know, it's kind of a, kind of a reminder to anybody who's listening to this, like every now and again, doesn't matter what you do. If you're a security director, if you're a, if you're a design products, it's whatever, get out, get out from behind your desk, <laughs> go somewhere and get inspired. So I think, you know, that's, that's such a great message. Um, but another thing you talked about that I want to that I want to mine into a little bit is, you know, you took a huge bet on yourself, and and wow. you at one point you said if I can do this here I can do it for anybody and I can do it everywhere, um, and I'm gonna go try this and right. um, 
is it is it safe to say that by doing that you've built a mental model that you can go back to anytime thing gets hard and say well it'll never be harder than it was then like no matter what right. happens <laughs> no matter what happens to me um i'll never it'll never be harder than that <laughs> so um so if you know you know so tell me about like what does that do because i have this this framework that i've been kind of toying around with recently and i'm i'm codifying it it's belief action discipline outcome believe in yourself right. take action have the discipline to take that action over and over again then you get the virtuous outcome and then you have success and then you use that framework to take it to the next level um so Tell me about that, you know, how you reach back to that as proof that Bert can do awesome things. Man, I don't know. I mean, it's the belief part that people have to start with. Because mm. a lot of times people don't like necessarily, I mean, honestly, believe in themselves. And they are not surrounded by a lot of people who makes them, who allows them to believe believe in themselves. It's always like a lot of pressure that we put upon ourselves in the work world and just even outside of the work world. We put a lot of pressures on ourselves and how we should be and where we need to be and how we need feel that we need to be perfect. And I am far from perfect. I'm like dysgraphic, so I can't really write sentences without reading over it 1,000 times and still making mistakes. And I'm just so like, Grammarly's you know, for like, Bert. That's why Grammarly right, I know, right, I know. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's like great for me because like like the pressures that we put on ourselves, you know, you just got to like, honestly, you just got to like start believing in yourself and starting there. And as long as you know what it is that, as long as you know what it is that you want to do and what you want to become, then that's the great, the best place to start, mm. you know, because, you know, when I think about when I, to your question, when I think about how hard it was those two months and how many times those thoughts of like how I made a bad decision tried to creep in and like everything that was happening to me externally. And, you know, I had to keep continually defaulting to my belief on what I know and love and what I can do and like being patient with time itself. And whenever I am in a situation on that down wave of business when I don't have months, because there are times where I like, I don't have anything for a whole month. And I'm like, that's okay. Just keep moving forward, keep learning, keep keep going, and it'll work out. And it always does. And then the more that happens, the more it's just like no stress about any situation that's happening. And it's it, it goes beyond just the work situation. You know, I'm always like telling people, like, yo, I was there. I know exactly how you feel. This is what happened to me. Prime example. I had nothing. I I wouldn't advise like. If you can, if you want to, you can put yourself up a little bubble, you know, just to kind of pad your fall a little bit. But if you want to jump, jump, <laughs> go for it. Because we're only on this, we're only on this dirt ball for a very short period of time. And then when you start thinking about that and you start thinking about you and what you want to achieve from this world, then you'll make that jump quite easy. You know, it it you oh, yeah. it you start to um it's easy. Well, this is my experience. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Well, first of all, I want to, the first real life conversation that you and I had. So what, what not a lot of people know um, is that, so, so Leo Des, when he started group 337, he had you, um, me and Hillary Gallagher, 
we had a couple other, you know, kind of subcontractors who worked for us, but we, us four were the core team and we all worked together for almost a year. We had never met in real life. I had never met, I hadn't met all of you. You guys knew each other, but I hadn't met you. And we hadn't been together at a team as a team um, until we all got a, a Airbnb in Detroit um right. to do strategic planning <laughs> for for uh for a year that would be the craziest year ever because we'd go on to be acquired and 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 join latch right. and other and other and have a different <laughs> different adventure than we anticipated but you and i um our first conversation I don't know if you remember this, but we like I wake up to go for maybe I was coming back from a run. You were about to yeah, go you out come back run. Um, you were making coffee, and somehow our conversation ended up talking about like the energy of the universe. And I think we talked a little bit about whether time travel was was like like we got like within 15 minutes, we're talking about <laughs> like just you know things that I usually can't talk to people about because they think I'm right. crazy. Um, right. and, and because it just like, and then I don't know if you remember like a couple of months later, we were in New York and we were talking about whether we think it's like scientifically possible for ghosts to be real just because of the remnants right. of human energy. And that like, it's not really ghosts in the sense of like they're haunting. It's just like the remnants of the energy that was left in your body because right. we're all just energy. Like, like, I mean, so anyway, like, those are the conversations that Bert and I have, ladies and gentlemen. They're they're not right, uh, right. your traditional conversations, but right. you said hey, something really you know, important. Go ahead. I was just about to say, you do not want to look through my like ideal journal. I keep like <laughs> a lot of journals for everything, and I have an ideal journal. And in my downtime, I'm always trying to explore something and learn something on my own. And one summer, yeah, I think I think that summer when we met. I was on this whole kick of learning everything about like how the universe is made, yes. uh, energy itself, and like man, and how it yeah. all relates. And yes, yeah, it's it was fascinating. And <laughs> yeah. I go on those things, anyways. And I was like, well, how do I solve gravity? You know, yes. this seems like something that people struggle with. Like, so I deep dive into that, and I'm just anyway. Sorry, Joey. Well, I mean, so this is all this is all a part because I I think in order so first of all like the you said something about um you know this this ideal that you know you have these objectives and these goals right and so as soon as you start right. asking yourself what am i capable of you get right. scared by the answer in my opinion because you never thought you could even fathom what that is but then you when you quickly you get there now here's something interesting um we have a tendency as humans to measure ourselves from where we are to our ideal versus right. how far we've come. And so, right. you know, when, so when I talk, when, when I hear your story and you're talking about like this, this measurement of in the, of, of the past, it feels like you always have this, well, you know, it'll never be like, I have this, this, um, whenever tough, you know, tough times come or like, you know, me and my wife are going through something, you know, whether, you know, it's, you know, Whatever the case is, I always have this thing. I say, "Well, we'll never be worse off than we were yesterday." Right? Right? It's like yesterday's right. the worst day we we will ever have, um, because no matter right. what, we're just we're getting stronger and getting better. Um, so when you like talk about how you feel about the like that concept of like you you know you you set up this ideal, you have this vision, you have these goals, and then um. 
you know, you're drawn to go and, and it's, it seems like you're just, you're, you're, you don't really take no for an answer, meaning like, you know, you can find a way and, and maybe right. you thought it would happen in four months and it happens in 10, or maybe you thought it would happen in 12 months and it happens in two. Um, but it doesn't seem like you let the structure or the construct of physical time get in the way of the things you do to try to get to where you're trying to go. So, so deconstruct right. that a little bit when you, when you like are visioning out, like what, what's the next level of accomplishment for Bert? Um, how do you, how do you go about that? And for me, um, I don't know, I guess I just, also, I often, I often think about like, at whatever time it is, like, what is it I want? And I think a, a lot of my childhood really plays a part in like, how I've been able to see things beyond like the mm. present and like and just telling myself like hey this is what I want and I I think for for anyone who wants anything they want it better enough regardless of how much time it happens it'll happen because that's where they put their their energy to and you know for me I, I've been I don't know I've just with time in my childhood coming up I'm just being able to see what it is I want and just like all right from from what life has taught me, if I keep moving towards that direction or doing anything in that direction, then that's what I'll become. And that's just generally what I do for, for most of the things I do. But now I've been kind of a little bit more conscious in terms of like, well, what does this mean for me? Or what do I like, how do I like bring some benefit to this world with what I'm doing? And it's not just because I enjoy helping people. I love working with people. I, like for me, the people that I associate with and that I talk to, that's like that all they all make me who I am. And even like some of the tougher people who like who I experience, you know, I just kind of default to like, hey, man, they're just experiencing life, too. They're mm -hmm. my friends and everybody that I was like, well, you don't have to do much to be my friend. I just enjoy having a conversation with you. So like to that point of being able to see the present and being able to being able to form ideals to move forward it's just like honestly it's just like what life has taught me in the past when you know I, I didn't necessarily grow up with all the means um being able to see beyond what you have and having faith that like hey if I keep doing something then then something will happen mm. but if I do nothing nothing will happen that's so good so it's just kind of as simple as that John is yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's it's um, it can't be understated how valuable it is, in my opinion, to just create momentum. If you just right. sit on the sidelines, either uh, afraid to get in the game because you don't know whether it's going to work, um, or right. you, uh, for whatever reason, you're just like you're going to stay comfortable and 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 always wonder if, what if. Um, right. One thing I noticed today in 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 all of industry, but in particularly in the security industry, there's way more entrepreneurs. There's way more people taking um, taking their skill set into the open market and saying, "I, I can do right. this anywhere." Um, and and there's never been a better because of um, you know low code, no code support tools because of right. you know the the marketplace that's created digitally and otherwise. There's no better time, in my opinion, to take that that leap. And those who did it like yourself 10 years ago are, are way more ahead of the game, but it's not to say like, 
you know, the, the phrase I often like to use is that the best time to be planting a tree is 20 years ago. The next best time right. is now. Um, it'll never grow if you don't plant the seed and start to water it. Um, let's take a shift a little bit. Let's talk a little bit more about the like the practical work that you do. So one of my favorite, um, so so the you know you you said this earlier around like being I'll call it the like creative engine for the under creative, um, and what I mean by that is like I I I can I can see things in my head. I I would want it to be like this, but I, but I don't have the mechanism to often do that. But you and I used to collaborate together and I would just like get the words out of my head. And then you'd say, okay, give me a day or two. And, right. and you go off and you do it and you create it. And this might've been just the layout we wanted for a certain presentation we were working on, or like, right, right. you know, the cover for, for a report that we were going to put out or like graphics for our newsletter. Right. It was like, whatever, it was anything. But it was just this creative process that we developed where I and, and you did it with a lot of people, but I'm you know personal to me. So I so I want to explain it to others around how you kind of take that and then you'd iterate on it. What about this? What about this? Get that feedback, and then you'd have it and you'd say here. Um, and so, you know, now that seems like that's something that you're able to do for entire companies where they're like, hey, we have this right. brand identity that we want or we're or we're seeking. So Tell me a little bit about like, where, where did that come from? What was like the genesis of like, basically productizing creativity as a service? And and, and now you're able oh. to deliver that, um, you know, how was that just by happenstance? Was that just a natural evolution of what you, what you were doing in those first, you know, years with Brevo? Like, where did that come from? All right. I mean, I think it, I think it ties back into like, my, my overall want and desire to like, more than just one thing and mm. and I and I understood that I have to see more than one thing to to like bring about an ideal so when someone comes to me and they want something and I'm able to turn around it's only because I've done my due diligence to make sure that what I'm doing is current because I am getting older and I know mm. if I stay in my same thoughts I can become dated quite quick so I oftentimes look at the marketplace, several marketplaces, and because I'm working with more than just the security industry, I'm able to stick my toe, so to speak, in yeah. those different uh, in those different industries to see what's like really happening. And then I base all my ideals that I then can come up with based on a lot of different factors. Um, a lot of time I'm thinking about like, well, how will somebody like feel when they see this? The whole emotional mm -hmm. background to like the design and then like the analytical approach in terms of like well data tells me this people move in this way or people are triggered by this in this way and then I try to like for myself to not just be picking and pulling from you know different industries I try to think about the brand that I'm working with and like what they're trying to convey and what they're looking like because because then you make it you make it theirs. And that's what people want. A lot of times, you know, from what I've noticed in the past and working with access control um, specifically, a lot of times people look at the influence of Apple because to me, I mean, I'm probably going to get some flat, but for a long time, Apple reigned supreme in design and innovation. And, you know, to me, probably not so much now because it's just kind of like a lot of, you know, they're the dungle kings. Um, but... But like seeing Apple and knowing that they 
they do it well. A lot of people in our industry who have decided to like, all right, I'm going to invest some money in this. We want our product to look good, just like Apple. But the thing is, they fail. And I remember having a conversation with one of the design leads at Latch. It's like, you know, it's great that you all know and see and like inspire to be an Apple but you can't lose yourself too. You want to be you. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to design and it comes to like taking people's ideal, I always try to like take whatever the assignment is and I do my best to compare it to things that are working and then I'm able to generate it. And it's just been so, because it's just been like such a long time for me working in, and it's not even just graphic design, dude. Like, I mean, not to like segue too much, but like even in college, I was just like, I'm going in as a graphic designer. I want to learn as much as I can about everything. And for a long time, I felt guilty about that because, you know, the old saying, a jack of all trade, but a master of none, but a jack of all trade is better than a master of one. <laughs> and I always just like, all right, if I do this long enough, then I can master all these things. And that's why I'm like, you know, when when clients hire me out, it's like, oh, can you do this video? Oh, can you do this photo? It's all because I've over the time I've just exposed myself to so much of it that I know what works and I know what doesn't work. And I'm and because let me see, I, I like to consider myself a a accelerator of sorts. Cause mm-hmm. there's a lot of red tape that you have to go go through when you're working with the larger teams. And it's just like if everybody's ideal or if all the kitchen, all the cooks in the kitchen doesn't align, then you spend so much time trying to get to one thing when you could have came up with 10 or 20 different iterations and tested them to see mm-hmm. if it works. That's one of the things that I like, I really love about like Leo Des and how we over the last few years have worked really well. Because for me, I've always been content. I could generate it. And for him, He's been more so on the on the the verbal side of things and talking about it, his expertise. And like, so because he comes up with his ideas, he's like, oh, let's push it, push it, push it, push it, see if it works. And I'm like, great, see if it works, see if it works, see if it works. Boom. And it's just being able to like test these different things, opposed to spending a whole year trying to come up with one thing and then it possibly being the flop. You have the opportunity to come up with more. So I'm gonna stop right there, but that's just like kind of what I do to like. And and it comes to a point, Lee, now uh, where where you know after working with you and Lee and kind of buying into that process that 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 then has been indoctrinated in, into me, um, you know, it really helps. You know, I work at a startup, and and not being afraid to like, you know, one not fall in love with previously held norms um, to be comfortable with iterating to look outside like our 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 two marketing people um that are fantastic sarah schoenfeld and 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 jenna um uh hardy like they they've kind of come in and out of the industry a little bit right so it reminds me kind of a, a little bit of like hillary right where it's like they understand it enough but understand that you need to bring in influences from outside um, and right. do things differently. Um, like for instance, we, we did this whole and, and, and use popular culture. So we did this whole, like not even a campaign, like an idea in a Slack channel around, Hey, let's do everyone's Spotify raps were coming up. 
So they said, right. real quickly, let's do a Spotify rap um around like gsoc things that are like bat right like like so and then right, like right. you know idea iterate put it out go and all and right. so like and not being afraid it's like all it is is a linkedin post it shouldn't take right. a, an act of your board of directors to approve for you to put something out on linkedin right so <laughs> you just do it you just come with ideas you just go um and that's what was so fun about what we what we did together was um you know, it reminds me of like, if you've ever, this could be a little controversial. So, so, but if you've ever watched like South Park, there's a, uh, there's a, there's an awesome, so people don't maybe like South Park has been around since like the early nineties and it, and right. it still has the staying power and the impact and what, because what they do is the all, you know, they, they have a five day creative process they whiteboard so there's this great like i'm sure you can find it if you look it up there's a great episode they did on like the develop like the creation and actually funny enough the 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 the, the i'll call it like mini documentary that they did was about the iphone it was an i they were making fun of of apple and and what really happens what they can do to you if you if you don't read the terms and conditions and you acknowledge it and they turn people into right. a human centipede like it was really hilarious and <laughs> They had no idea when they sat down. I think the episodes used to used to go live on Thursday. They sat down on like a Sunday and Monday and were like, what are we going to do? Uh, and like, what's funny now? Right? So they just iterate and they go through and they're whiteboarding and they design and they do it all. And they, and they, and then they, by Thursday, they had their episode. Um, but like, that's the, that's what having, I think like creative flexibility and right. getting the right people in the room to help you um allow you to to accomplish right and and like that what was cool when we were when we were working together and then I, I you know seeing it last year at ISC West like you know the the I'll call it you know AI branding wall that you put together all right you created designs for all the sponsors of the lounge based on just content like your vision of stuff you saw from their website and kind of branding stuff and you put it in and like you know totally out of like the realm of what any of them, I don't give a shit what they right. say. None of them would have been like, <laughs> do that for me or create like, um, and I think it was like lift master. It was like this, like Viking looking character standing in front of like this huge, like cavernous gate, you know, like, like, you know, monolithic wall. Um, and it's like, that is awesome. Right. So it was like, <laughs> like people are so blown away. Um, right. because it's just like, this let, like you said, let Bert be Bert. Let like, tell me what you want. Let me go right. do it. And then maybe it won't be for everybody, but if it isn't for anybody, then it isn't for you anyway. Right. So like, don't worry about it. Right. But that's a good example of like taking something that we are hearing about. I mean, probably even more, well, not probably, but even more so now when it comes to AI, like we know the tools exist. We know that there are tools out there that can create whatever it is that you envision, you know, being able to utilize it, being able to like capture some of these new ways of processing things, that's just something that like I think everybody should be doing because mm. it's it's here. It's not going anywhere. So why don't you like try some different things from what you've what from your norm so you can see how it works and and be more relatable to what's happening in the world around us. You know, working in access control and we're working in the security industry. You know, just being able to like, dude, I don't know, just being able to do something different and just like, I, when I talk to a lot of different companies, it's like, hey, why don't you try something new? Like you've been all, you've all been doing this 
for forever now. You know, same suit and tie deal, same stock art, pictures and videos. It's like, try something else, you know? And like, I, I don't know, not to go back to Brevo, but I remember when I had some downtime in Brevo and I was like, you know what? Why don't I just start a series with some satire or something like that? And Ronald Esgard was born, a, a freaking puppet, you know, I, I'm sure he's hanging around here somewhere, but the puppet and just like being able to like, okay, this was like, honestly, it was a joke for me because I was like, you know, it's not much content that's like entertaining or fun at the time back in 2014, 2015. So I was like, well, how could I get something security related and make it funny? And it was just this whole thing. And then next thing you know, Ronald Asgard is being flown out to Miami to welcome an onboarding team for lunch. <laughs> but it's just a simple idea of like trying something new, breaking away from our, breaking away from the norms, breaking out of these like Canva templates that, you know, you have someone on your team making because you're trying to generate content. But everyone is using it and if you know everyone is using it then everyone's stuff is looking the same mm -hmm. you know a, a lot of times i run into a lot of companies who want to cut corners and want things cheap and don't really understand the value of having good design or having understanding the value of like a different approach to creative then they just fall back in the same place that they've always been and i was mm -hmm. just like you see these bigger companies redesigning rebranding there's a reason why they do it. And a lot of times, I mean, I Lee has this, a topo sheet with all these logos. Some logos are beautiful. We we can tell right away who, who has gotten it. But then there are other companies. I mean, you can't even, I'm just like, bro, your stuff is pixelated. Your stuff is bad. <laughs> and I will try not to say anything in a bad way, but like, why haven't you rebranded to make yourself on that same level as everyone else? Why are you pinky toed? into holding the same look forever and you can't tell them because it all goes back to the idea of understanding and understanding the value in change you know change it's impossible to get away from change every day like you like you said john every day is a new day and we're growing we're much better than we were yesterday because we know a lot more because it's a new day now mm. and i'm just like I, I try to press it hard to anyone that i work with in this industry in particular because it's not that many players out there who are actually like adapting and adjusting and changing. It's the same look that they've had for since they started out of their garages. And that was like the great idea that they came up with like, oh yeah, let's keep it. I want to keep it this way because this is my legacy. But I'm just like, even bigger companies need to change, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, that's just, that's just my spiel for that. That's just my spiel. So just like stay as creative as you can be, but like em embrace it. See learn to see the value in that. Yeah. Well put, man. Well put. Well, as, as we wrap things to a close here, I want to give people the opportunity where they can find you. Um, one, you're, you're, you're a super fantastic follow on, on all social media platforms. If you want to see uh, <laughs> Bert renovate his home, um, right, find right. him on, on both TikTok <laughs> and Instagram. It's, it's a, uh, I'll, 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 if you're open to it, I'll, I'll post your handles in the, in the show notes because oh, yeah, yeah. No it's going to be it's an totally adventure. Fine. Um, but, and then professionally, where can people find you, your website, LinkedIn, if people want to work with you and, um, and get their creative juices going? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn for the most part. Um, my, my website is up 
you know, I have a very, very small, small body of my work on there, you know, due to legal reasons. I can't post everything, but yeah. a very small body of my work. Um, and I, I just wanted to say, you know, a lot of times people don't know like what or who We the Dreaming is. Like I made that company or started that business name based off of like the fear that I had in taking the first leap and understanding that like, hey, it's a dream that I have. It's something that I want to do and I want to move forward. So when I created it, I wanted it to be more so of a, an inspiration or a symbol of hope to do things that you want to do opposed to like, hey, here's my business logo. Here's what it, you know, design is what I do. People is who I love. And I like believe that anybody can change that. So you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm there. I'm best reached by email. John, you can drop it in the script. Um, just real quick, you know, working with Leo Des, he got a lot of fantastic things he's pushing out. Um, you can find me with him a lot of times and, you know, can connect with him or whatever. Um, but yeah, social media. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. But thanks, John, for having me on. I really appreciate it. I, I I hope I'm not the, I don't think I'm the first black guy, but if I am, thank you. <laughs> I have to check. You may be, you may be groundbreaking. <laughs> no, Joe Henry was on. He's got that. Uh, my partner, Joe, um, who uh, me and Joe are from Maryland. You can't see my background's blurred oh. out, but if you, if you, you if I kind of hold my hand, you can see the Maryland flag right there and all my wonderful right. Maryland. So, so you warm my heart when you say, um, that you've fallen in love with my home state and that you'll uh, be there forever. It, it's it's a fantastic place. And you even, even more so how, so um, you live now, you, the, the house that you bought that you're building, it is like right in the area that I grew up in and like where right. my grandparents owned rental properties that I used to, I used to DIY when I was a kid, my grandpa would, would pull me around as like, you know, uh, 12, 13, 14, Hey, come help me re-carpet the, the rental property, get it ready for the new, for the new, you know, tenants sure. that they're bringing in. So, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a great area. And I love to see, you know, great people moving into, uh, those spots in, in Maryland and, uh, right. continue to develop that community and culture. So, right. um, Bert, love you, man. I'm so happy we were able to have this conversation and, and share your story you with too. others. Um, thank you for taking the time and, and I appreciate just like, and you know, there's so much we might have to, there, there's other conversations to have because there's a lot of stuff we didn't even get a chance to go into. Um, so definitely want to have you back on and talk a little bit more about and kind of the, oh, sure. just, you know, the continued, you know, I think there's so much power in just, uh, again, like your story on just taking, making a, you know, taking a bet on yourself, believing in yourself and believing in yourself with an end to impact others and, and kind of driving your mission towards a virtuous outcome versus um, any other way. I think, you know, it's a great way to help move things forward and continue for, you know, just to, just to create massive impact. So I want to recognize you for that and, and all the great work you've done. So appreciate it, ma'am. Um, right, have a happy, this will drop. Oh, yes. Oh, one last thing. Uh, love you, man. Love you, man. You have a fantastic <laughs> holiday. Uh, this this will you know be going out right before Christmas and and the holiday season. So enjoy it. Have a good time. Safe travels, and right. uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. Let's go do great things. You too. Bye. <laughs>